Cynic Empowerment. I went crazy and I bought some acoustic foam, Tim. I have acoustic foam on my walls now. Oh, neat. Okay, uh, are, is it like um, is it like pro grade stuff, or are you DIYing the? Oh, like with I some bought it from eggshell? a web. I bought it from a website called like foam by mail or something. <laughs> I hope it's, I hope it's professional. <laughs> I don't know. It was actually like the worst shipped container I've ever gotten in my life. Uh, was it just like duct tape was wrapped around the foam? They just sent it like that. Okay, it wasn't quite that bad. Like the uh, like the foam that I ordered was sent to me in a box that was too small for the foam. It's the only way I could describe it. It's, it's like, like busting the, the, out. Yeah, the box was like busting out. Jeez. Before I opened it, I was, but I mean, all the foam was fine. It it like it it uh it regained its size and everything and it was okay but the box just looked like trash yeah absolute trash I've had that happen before actually every time I've ever ordered uh, armor from Ukraine it usually arrives <laughs> as you'd expect <laughs> right that was like that was... <laughs> they just say it like so nonchalantly like oh you know like when you just like uh. You order a pair of gauntlets from Ukraine, you know, it comes like <laughs> yeah. grease it's like stain. The, exactly, like this like, like universal a, thing that like cigarette butts. Anyone should just like Yeah, you know, you know. You know how it is. You know what it's like. Yeah, I mean like we've all been there, you know, like <laughs> we've all oh, been there. I hope I hope my gauntlets are okay. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's where quality meets price, Ukraine. Everyone knows that. That's right. <laughs> The best armors, dude. I'm not even joking. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god! Like I, 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 this is totally taking away from your story. But I'm just imagining. I don't know. Just uh, for I don't know. Blacksmith, peasant. I don't even know what yeah. that would look like in Ukraine. Just I, exactly. my my, my family's been making armor since the 1500s. Oh, my great 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 grand father supplied the con himself with his armaments okay i've got to show you something uh i so i've i'm getting a uh um a gorget made which you know you know these terms like you no i don't i know some terms you, i know, you know more terms than the layman i don't know what the fuck you just said uh so uh a gorget is throat defense, right it's uh it's what you wear around your your neck so i'm gonna copy that oh. image I'm going to send this to you to show you what an armor in Ukraine looks like. Okay, yeah, but what were you going to say about whenever you order it in the mail? Like, what's the issue? Uh, it is, uh, so that's actually my gorget that he's wearing. He made that for me. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> look at that haircut, though. What, what if that guy, like, I'm not... I'm not saying that there's a neo-Nazi in Ukraine that's supplying you with armor. <laughs> But you're you're implying that that is a likely <laughs> is it at least a, I, I, a possibility. I, I'm saying that I want to see some pictures of him shirtless, not from an aesthetic like sexual desire kind Just of way. It's that I want to figure out on his chest. Yeah, I want to figure out what <laughs> tattoos he's rocking because, like, oh, man. he's he's at least a troubled soul with the the saddened vodka eyes that I can see from a mile away. Oh yeah, he's got the saddened vodka eyes. Uh, so he was. 
at the very least, like uncomfortably transparent about his financial dealings. Originally, I was going to send him money via a certain thing, and he's like, "Oh, you got to send it to my wife instead." I'm like, "Why do I have to send it to your wife instead?" Is like because this this uh, organization blocked me, and I'm like, "They blocked you." That makes me uncomfortable to do seems, business with you. Seems shady as fuck, right? Y- yeah, uh, probably because he's a Nazi, but continue. Exactly, but he's like, oh, yeah, well, they blocked me because I received too much money from them. I was like, I'm sorry, you received too much money from them? He's like, yeah, they block you if you receive more than $5,000 USD in a certain time period. I'm like, what the fuck? How much money are you making from armoring right now? It's um, absolutely absurd. Well, well, I could see that, though, especially if it's international. Yeah, that actually sketches me out a little bit less because mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, probably yeah. If, you, if you don't have one of those sweet, sweet American accounts, if a lot of money's flowing through, they probably just assume it's yeah. drugs and they, yeah. But, but $5,000 a month, I mean, that's that's good money. Like, that's I, good money. He's making that armoring? Like, um, ridiculous. okay, yeah, but you got to think about the, the, I mean, I don't know how much costs go into it. Of, I mean, that's not just $5,000 pure profit. Oh, uh, well, yeah, 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 that's, that's true. And his, but his margins are slim, like based on the types of things that he's making and the price point that he's at, uh, it, he's, he's pretty cheap. Like he's using a high, well, I'll just say like he's using expensive materials, uh, but he's not charging all that much for them. So here's my question is that how I'm always amazed by global transactions that Mm -hmm. somehow it can be more cost beneficial to buy this shit from a dude in Ukraine and get it sent on the slow boat. Yeah. Then, like, like, why isn't there, like, some American dude that's, like, doing it and undercutting his price? Because I can't imagine shipping that as cheap. I, I think, oh, it's not. Uh, the, the shipping on it is, uh, what, was it, what is it, like, 30 bucks, something like that. So That's it. Oh, that's, that's somehow, I don't, okay, better question. How the fuck is it only $30 to ship <laughs> something from Ukraine? Yeah, it's good That's point. the better question. It's insane. How well, is that even possible? So it, so it ranges. I mean, and, and according to the folks that I've bought from, and I've received uh, one, two, three, four, five different packages from Ukraine so far. So uh, that ranges from $35 shipping to $75 shipping. So it's weight-based. Yeah. And uh, – well, you know, unlike uh, the United States, which has this algorithm that's based on weight and the dimensions of the package. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, how was I going to answer this question? Um, still what was, incredible. What, what was it? Oh, exactly. It's incredible. Uh, and, and I think it, the only reason that we can say that that's, that's in any shade of, of legitimate uh, is because of just how many transactions and how much shipping is going on all at once. Like, if that wasn't yeah, that's so true. normative, it, it yeah. probably wouldn't be that cheap. Uh, I mean, the same way with Amazon. Like, yeah. it's kind of an amazing thing in and of itself that that many shipping transactions go on every day. But it's just, it's the new norm, right? Like, you, you can't do it if you're the only one that's getting it. But if everybody is shipping like that, it's probably the easier way to go. I mean, it certainly makes it cheaper, at least. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Relatively, it's probably not particularly good for the environment. Um, yeah, as opposed to one tr- big yeah. truck filled to the brim, one location instead. It's a bunch of people yeah. driving around all over a city. 
Yeah, I was going to think like, oh, what's a more efficient way to do this? Well, you could just have a giant warehouse. <laughs> like a store? Things are, yeah. <laughs> Walmart! <laughs> like a Walmart. <laughs> you invented Walmart, Tim. You worked back. Oh, my God. This is going to be like some shitty article in the New York Times of like, Walmart is a more sustainable solution to Amazon. Oh, God. You have Walmart hipsters? In order to save the environment, we must all shop at Walmart. Mm. I mean, Walmart's probably still doing just fine, uh, I, but I bet they've seen a little bit of a dip because of Amazon, like, I mean, to, to some degree. I mean, especially during COVID shit. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how all the the bailout has gone out, but I wouldn't be surprised if Walmart got some sweet, sweet cash when mm-hmm. all the little guys are up Shit's Creek without a paddle. But yeah, I, it's still pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, the the it, w- w- what's next in the chain? Like, if the natural progression is uh, somebody wants something, and you know that they're going to want it, so you open up a small shop in order to provide them with the good and/or service that they're wanting in a proactive manner, so that you can benefit from it in a business sense. Uh, the next step is that you do it at a larger scale. You know, you try to incorporate as many of those things proactively into a single location that you can. The next step is that you start to ship it directly to their house so they don't even have to, uh, you know, come to that centralized location. I would guess it's just like you start sending things to their house before they even fucking order it. And you yeah. just have like a subscription fee. It's like, well, we anticipated that you were going to need all of these basics, and it's really obnoxious to have to pick those up. You don't want to have to remember it. So here's your toilet paper subscription. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Like you, you no longer have to yeah. use any of your cognitive oh. space uh, to, you know, like re- remember when you're about to run out of um, dishwasher detergent. Yeah. It's obnoxious. Like, you know, based on our algorithm, you're going to run out in, you know, in this amount of time because you have this many people in your household, you know, based on Google data or whatever. (laughs) Right. Quite amazing. Oh, what a brave new world. (laughs) Google dad, the dad you always wanted. (laughs) (laughs) The overly invasive dad that nobody really has. (laughs) Google data. This is it. This is going to be our sitcom. It's going to be a big break, Tim. Google Dada. <laughs> Dada, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Penis. Your parent corporation. <laughs> Everything about you. It'd be like this father figure living in your home, mm. but is amorphized. Uh, mm-hmm. What's the word? Anthropomorphized. Paul, 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 anthropomorphized yeah. uh, into this dad. We'll, ha- we'll have uh, Swanson play him. What's his nuts? What's his fuck? The mustache oh, guy. Um, um, you're talking about, uh, um, oh man, if you hadn't said that. Swanson. Uh, Ron, Ron Swanson is played by. Ron Swanson. <laughs> kidding. That's just who he is. God damn it! If you hadn't said the name of the character, I would have known the name because he's well, he does how- he does woodworking and uh, Nick yeah. Offerman, Nick Offerman. Yeah, there you go, Nick Offerman. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's there a he's go. a character. I love that guy. Um, yeah. What was I gonna say? Oh yeah, that makes me think of something. You were talking about like uh, um, like parent corporations or you know like being being raised by. Uh, a corporation. I was watching this documentary that I was turned on to by 
uh, a a friend, I will say, because they may be listening to the podcast later, uh, who happens to be an avid consumer of conspiratorial content. I'm gonna. That's a, probably a nice way to put it. Uh, Conspiracies can be fun. They can be fun, and this one was fun, man. Let me tell you, this Which one was. was it? This one was fun. It was called uh, Out of Shadows. And originally I thought it was called Out of the Shadows. But if you put the into the uh, the search bar, it gives you all kinds of misinformation. It's like, you know, of course. I mean, like it's uh, – and you got to give your audience a little bit of uh, of a struggle to find it so that you can claim that you're being censored by the establishment when in oh, fact yeah. – it's just like you have shitty that, content that, that nobody wants to watch, so it falls exactly. into the into the annals of of non entertaining misinformation. <laughs> exactly, because then if you can claim that you're yeah. being uh, ostracized, being suppressed, or being put down by the man, it gives yeah. you authenticity. It gives you street cred. Exactly, that's that's that makes you valid. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like see, they don't want you to know. That's how you know we're right. Yeah. Is it about vampires? I wish <laughs> it Demons. is about it is about Satanist. Yes, it's about Satanist, um, but that's only a blip on the motifs that are presented in this. Uh, I, I hesitate to call it a documentary. I was about like, to just be like this documentary. And I was like, ah, <laughs> this propaganda piece. So uh, <laughs> wait, what, what was this like made by like some church group? Like who funded and made this documentary? Okay, so that's the thing. When I saw the, uh, so I went to look it up at IMDb because I wasn't going to just like waste an hour of my life if it was uh, religious rhetoric. Okay. So you I, make, yeah, yeah. I went to the IMD page. You got to make IMDb sure at least, it's at least original. Wait, what's that? Right. I went to the IMDb page to see if I could find a plot synopsis. You know, <laughs> for for the for sake of research. <laughs> research. And the thumbnail that was presenting the, uh, well, you, you know how it is. You know how IMDb looks. You got the little thumbnail up there that shows the cover of the the DVD box, if there ever was one or is one. It, not for this one. I'm pretty sure it was straight to whatever free streaming device that you could in order yep. to claim that you were getting the word out, preaching the good word. And there's yeah. a giant cross on it. And as soon as I see a giant cross on anything, mm. I automatically think, okay, this is just religious rhetoric. It's just yep. a way for... Uh, somebody to think that they're doing good, so yep. they they slap a big old dog whistly symbol on the front of whatever it is, and it's like, hey, anybody that's a Christian will watch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which kind of sounds like is that's kind of what happened. Uh, sorry to say, uh, but I watch a little bit of it, and it's a guy who is a stuntman in Hollywood for 30-plus years. Which, Let me tell you, I yeah. wasn't like this before, and then I came to Hollywood, and Satan's everywhere. Satan's on the boulevard. Satan's yep. on the beach. Yeah. Satan's in the other place. It's just like Satan, Satan, Satan. You got it, but if they started with that, I would have immediately been like, this is bullshit. 
I'm getting that's my what out it, of it. Wait, that's so what it led up to? They ease into it. They start out trying to present this guy as a legitimate figure within the Hollywood community. Uh, a oh, guy oh, yeah. that had, had gone to the other side, and he had returned a changed man from all of the terrible things he had experienced. And he I was has a this- good boy from Illinois, and I came here, and I started doing coke off of <laughs> prostitutes' dicks, and they were Satan, I'm telling you. They were Satan. Uh, kinda, yeah. But he he wasn't he wasn't claiming that he was perfect prior. Just that he was searching for legitimacy. They always have to come from a place of uh, like pure, uh, you know, lack of lack of motive. Like they don't have any bias going into this. They're just oh, like yeah, yeah, I was yeah. a I was such a pure person, and I go into this thinking like I'm gonna love it. You know, all these guys over here. He's a stunt stunt double, right? So mm-hmm. all these guys over here are acting, but I'm doing the real thing. You see a big fireball that comes out of a building, and I'm in that fucking fireball. And Tom Cruise is over here like, hey, hey, look at that stunt double. You know, it's like, I'm doing the real thing. And they introduce him as though he's a heroic character. And over time, he's like, and then I had the accident. And the accident, <laughs> he like shatters one of his vertebrae and becomes a paraplegic. So he gets sent to a doctor. And that over, was Satan. Uh, not yet. Over many uh, years. Wait, it's Satan like, hasn't come in yet? It's not, Satan hasn't come in yet. They, okay, so it is about an hour and a half long. And I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, no, no. It was entertaining. Like every moment I was thinking about clicking out, it, it grabbed me right back. It was fantastic. It was all over the place. There was no semblance of a plot line or an arc for any of the characters whatsoever. It Are you was, sure it wasn't a mockumentary? It's kind of what it seemed like. But it, 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 they, you could tell that there was a very serious tone to it because they referenced certain things that uh, are are explicitly modern and they try to phrase it in such a way that it seems legitimate. Uh, yeah. And and I think that I think that we can kind of tell the difference. Like, uh, uh, well, actually, that that's probably a good point. Like, how would you know the difference between a mockumentary and uh, someone's legitimate beliefs? Oh, I mean, now we're just getting to uh, pose law on the internet. Mm. That you, yeah, can't. we discussed that. I know exactly what you're talking someone about. Someone that authentically is an, a religious person or whatever on the internet, or someone posing to mm-hmm. be one. Yeah, they just they, they'll troll it right up or uh, yep. chaos magic the shit out of every forum you're ever in. Yep. Which at a certain point becomes the real thing. <laughs> it's like if yep. you pretend for long enough, you'll eventually become what it is you're pretending, which is what happened to this guy. No, he didn't oh, actually no. become a Satanist like all those Hollywood dopes. He retained his purity, and now he's he's blowing the lid off the thing. Oh, I gotta let you know, Tom Cruise, he's really not a Scientologist. He's yeah. a Satanist. Man. So they touched on Satanism. They touched on... Uh, the the reason why I brought this up to begin with, the CIA infiltrating your home via television through black magic. They claim that <laughs> television is a medium through which the Satanists, who are controlling and or in cahoots with the CIA, to infiltrate your home via television. Uh, man, just that one scene alone where he's like, think about it for a second. And as soon as you hear the... the, the uh, 
the little disclaimer, think about it. You know that something bullshit is coming yeah. right after <laughs> yeah. that. I'm like, oh, man, I'm hunkering down. Like, what's he going to say? I'm ready like, to think. I got know, my tele- thinking cap on. Television. Tell a vision. They're telling you what to think, and they're pumping it into your home. It's like, oh, my God. Like, it's, it's great. He's like, everything you've ever known. Disney, oh, Wikipedia. Like, he just names a bunch of, like, popular. Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, just like, he's like, what if everything you ever know was a lie, was constructed to cause you to believe that all this. And he goes off on the thing. I, Pizzagate is in this. Like, they, they go to Pizzagate. Well, I mean, Fuck. so I feel like even with like the most shitty ass uh, conspiracy, like they're touching on some truth. I mean, you, you know, Noam yeah. Chomsky. I mean, his entire book is called "Manufacturing Consent," yeah. which talks about how the U.S. corporate news media is there yeah. to manufacture consent, make yeah. people go along with like the status quo of the system. So it's mm-hmm. like. Yeah, on some level, you're being misled in certain areas, but at the same time, it's like it's not because the FBI is coming through your TV with black magic. Exactly, but I think that that's what makes effective conspiracy theory uh, formation or... Um, oh, it makes it entertaining, for sure. Well, it, it certainly makes it entertaining, but you have to have a semblance I, of truth with everything. You can't just yeah. outright tell somebody, like, everything you know is absolutely a lie, and it's a lie because of brain in a jar. Or uh, right. Actually, I was looking into that a little bit. Brain in a jar is actually a play on Rene Descartes' um, <laughs> little demon theory. Have you ever heard of that? Oh, no, this man. this I, I'm so confused. This no. I, the brain in the jar thing, which is that's what a lot of these conspiracy theories are based on. It's like, what if everything you knew was a lie? It's like, oh, everything technically could be a lie. I mean, like we grew up in the nineties, like the Matrix, the Matrix, exactly. It's like, what if everything is just a a, a a fucking program that's just running on repeat, and uh, we're actually just a battery for some mechazod lord thing that's feeding off of our bio energy well i mean and you gotta admit like that's way more entertaining than well you see what you have to understand is that the united states (laughs) during the vietnam war was in correlation with you know it's like come on you're gonna go with the fucking tv demons every time yeah i feel like even the the reason that people even listen to him to begin with is because he has a semblance of 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 knowledge bombs that he's dropping on people because otherwise he is the most boring fucking person oh yeah Dude, yeah, you have to have good content in order to, yeah. He, he, if if you had like a scale of like a spectacle to like content or whatever, like yeah. Noam Chomsky is all content, no spectacle. No, no there, spectacle. There is no spectacle away. to be found. Absolutely. Oh man. He's, he, he, uh, I feel like despite the fact that his tempo is ridiculously slow, you got to put still... him on like two times speed. If you're listening to him on YouTube, man, good for it. you. I feel like I have to go back and listen to him because I'm not able to keep up with the shit that he's saying. Oh, like, even with slow speed. He's just exactly. He's going at super slow, but then he mentions things that I've never even considered or thought of. 
So then I have to pause it and be like, okay, so I need to catch up. Like, I don't even, I don't know my United States history because I'm a product of my, you know, of the public school institutions and the core curriculums and sliding through the cracks over however, you know, however many years of my education. And I went through college without, without knowing some basic, uh, like how many ribs you had. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was that was year one. I learned <laughs> I learned a lot of stuff in year one. <laughs> I took fucking microbiology and anatomy in high school too. Like I was on track to be a uh, like pre med doctor. Yeah. Oh man, which is it's kind of amazing. Uh, you know, speaking of conspiracy theories. There are professionals out there that still believe in this shit. Like like the the Noah's Ark thing, right? Like there oh, are, yeah. there are people with doctorates that have yep. supported that shit. Yep. Ugh. And that and that's how they get uh well I mean that's not the that's not the only shield they use. I mean faith is the number one shield, but yeah. You know, the them being able yeah. to recite the handful of doctorates that are also believing it. It's like you're not dumb. Look at all these smart people. They have mm-hmm. doctorates, and they believe what you believe. <laughs> exactly. Ignore, ignore the vast majority of ones that don't agree with you, but look at these these hand-picked ones we found. Because it would it would be pretty lonely if you're just sitting in the room with a bunch of other dopes. Uh, instead, yeah. whenever you, you get somebody that is uh, at least superficially well-learned, you put them on a pedestal and look, and like, look, 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 like this person's smart. This person's yeah. smart, and they believe the thing that we've been telling you to believe. So you should still believe it wholeheartedly. Exactly. You know, like, listen to us. We're smart. You know, we're smart people. We tell you that we're smart, and you believe us <laughs> because <laughs> you believe everything else that we fucking spoon feed you. <laughs> yeah. So oh, good. Jesus. Uh, I I'm surprised that people don't come to terms with the fact that that's like incredibly dangerous. Like there's a there's a definitive end to that. Uh, I mean, I guess it's kind of silly. It's like kind of like the end of capitalism, right? Like if you continually ramp up and you continually go faster and you're trying to uh make the you know make our economy more efficient at whatever cost, you know whether it be. Uh, the quality of human life or the environment, the uh, extrapolation or obliteration of natural resources. There's an end yep. to that shit. Like, yep. and, and one day, whether it's 50 years from now or, or uh, you know, 500 years from now, the world's going to be a real shitty place if we don't figure something out. <laughs> yep. <sighs> and, and, that, and that could be walking hand in hand with these, these – uh, uh, I don't want to call them theologians. I don't want to call them conspiracy theorists. Charlatans. There you go. Hey, They're charlatans. These uh, uh, these snake oil peddlers. Watch out. Okay. Um, well, enough of that. Let's see what what kind of stories do we have here, Jimmy? I'm gonna open up another window uh, and see if we can. So first story apparently. In ye olden times, wait, when was these times? Was this the 1800s? Let me see here. In the 1800s, get my fun facts out. Uh, Americans drank on average 90 bottles of whiskey per year mm-hmm. or 1.7 bottles per week. Lovely. This was because at the time, whiskey was sold at 25 cents a gallon 
making it cheaper than wine, beer, tea, coffee, and even milk. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so Dude, that's a lot I drink, of stuff that it's If I drink 1.7 bottles... Well, the thing is... How is it though, cheaper than I, beer? Um, probably whatever practices they were using. and But I, I don't think uh, in the 1800s, purities were as well-defined as they are now. So I, th- I feel like you could get whiskey that was probably a, a lower grade, probably also a higher grade, too. I don't think they had the same consistency laws and measuring techniques and stuff like that. But, I mean, and if you were selling it, you'd probably want to water your, your goods down to make more profit, right? That's the, that's the name of the game, right? Oh, man. I feel like there are so many thought experiments that we could run with this. I, but this, in effect, is is a um, an allegory for free market capitalism, right? Like, uh, sure. you know, if you if you don't have the regulation on it, then uh, you can produce things at a much cheaper margin, and uh, people will consume it at a much higher rate because it is yeah. of a cheaper value. Yeah, and so you know, some people will get sick and die and go blind, but that's part of the cost of getting whiskey for twenty five cents a bottle. Well, people fucking do that anyways. I mean, they're doing it off hand sanitizer. Yeah, uh, and, and even that, it's like, uh, like if people want to, uh, I don't, I don't even want to say like people want to destroy their lives. If if people find themselves within the uh, the the grips of addiction, then I don't think that any amount of regulation or price hike is going to prevent them from finding themselves there. There's always going to be those people. Um, in the instance that you're going to uh, try to massively decrease the amount of folks that are consuming, uh, what what does it give us like a general number? Um, 90 bottles a year. One point yeah. one point seven bottles of eighty proof liquor per week. That's a fucking lot. That's a whole lot. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck. If I was putting away a bottle a week, like I would be so miserable and tired yeah. and hungover perpetually. Like that's a lot. To do to do almost two bottles a week. Yikes. Yeah. Um there's a fun quote here from a uh, guy named uh, Frederick Marriott. Uh, he was an English traveler who visited the Americas in 1837, and it goes as such. I am sure the Americans can fix nothing without a drink. If you meet, you drink. If you part, you drink. If you make acquaintance, you drink. If you close a bargain, you drink. They quarrel in their drink, and they make it up with a drink. (laughs) They drink because it is hot. They drink because it is cold. If successful in elections, they drink and rejoice. If not, they drink and swear. They begin to drink early in the morning. They leave off late at night. They commence it early in life. And they continue it until they soon drop into the grave. Oh man, if if I had any notion of what the bias of the writer was, I would assume that they were probably a teetotaler, and not only that, yeah. but that they supported uh, deregulating uh, capitalist uh, um, economies. Uh, be- because they're saying a couple of things here. It's like one, it's like if things are cheap. 
um, and uh, and uh, you know people have access to something, they're going to consume a lot more of it. Uh, you know, supply and demand, pretty basic concept, right? I mean, he doesn't reference the price at all in it. He just says they drink all the time. Um, does it not? No, yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Whiskey was sold at 25 cents a gallon, making it cheaper than blah, 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 blah. Oh, you mean whoever wrote the main article? This I thought article. you meant the quote. No, I'm, I'm talking about this article in particular, and that's, oh, and that's okay, a temperance. Gotcha. That, that sounds straight up like a temperance quote, uh, which would have preceded uh, prohibition. So I'm I'm pretty sure that that's exactly what they're getting at here. Uh that if you uh if you deregulate then demand will go up for cheaper priced goods. It's like, "Oh yeah, it makes a whole lot of sense, right? Super basic." And in order to prevent people from doing themselves in, you have to impose social restrictions on them in order to to make everything okay. So it's it's you know it's basically uh, conservative economic theory, right? Could be, yeah. I mean that's 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 what it would be, yeah. I, I mean it is from a website called MoneyControl.com, so perhaps that is the angle I was looking at purely at like that's a lot of alcohol to drink, and I didn't think any deeper than that. It is, but. It is a lot of alcohol to drink, though. <laughs> I mean, like if if we take it at face value, it's a fantastic little fact. Uh, and maybe it speaks to human nature that uh, people desire so candidly the altered state of being inebriated in some capacity that they're willing to drink 1.7 bottles of of uh, liquor per week uh, in order to maybe avoid the shittiness of their life. Maybe it's to <laughs> experience... Uh, you know, something that's slightly different from the humdrum, droll, uh, you know, day to day. I don't know. I, I, I can't I can't read into it that far. But uh, I mean, I guess you could just ask yourself personally, like, oh, and you know, why do why do you drink? Why do you why do you take part in a good many of the psychoactive substances that I do? It's like I drink a shit ton of coffee. I know that. Drink way more. Life's than, boring. Life's boring. Life is boring. I mean, and, and life is way more interesting if, with uh, altered states. What, life's more interesting when my armpits are sweating. It gives me something to worry about other than my life. <laughs> to worry about my sweaty armpits. Mm. Mm, man. Oh, is that a geez. heart attack? Is are sweaty armpits a symptom of a stroke? Am I having a stroke? I uh, don't have to worry about it if I take another shot. <laughs> <laughs> just you know what? Just fuck it. Give me the bottle. Just let me give me the bottle. Glug 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 glug. <sighs> uh, I like this little um, this little thing that you sent me from. Uh, well, actually, where is it? Where is this from? It's uh the no face masks allowed in store. Lower your mask, it goes. Oh, ones. yeah, that was literally just from the Kentucky, Kentucky subreddit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, damn. damn. <laughs> Stop listening to Bashir. He's a dumbass. Uh, <laughs> I'm honestly yeah. surprised that they spelled everything correctly on that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I like the fact that it's written with marker, mm-hmm. like your 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 fun. Mm-hmm colored marker that you would draw you would use in elementary school yeah multiple colors on yeah. a pink sheet of paper and it looks like a couple of times they uh they misjudged just how large their font was so they kind of scrunched up the words on the end 
before yep. indenting and going back to the next. <laughs> You've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it that is kind of amazing though. The misinformation spreads so quickly. Uh, stop listening to Bashir. He's a dumbass. I feel like we could just like spread around that little video from MythBusters. Where they're like, wait, which video? The the one where they're showing how easy it is to cover yourself in in uh, communicable germs. I don't know if I remember that video. It's pretty good. Uh, it was on one of their earlier wait. episodes. I forget. Oh. I actually forget what they were testing. Uh, but of of course, it's gone viral recently. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. pretty funny. Like a disease. <laughs> yeah. Precisely. Just like a disease. <laughs> so what would you do if you walked into... Well, granted, that's a private store, so like rules are different when you go on yeah, someone's well, property. Exactly. So what was funny is I saw this meme that was... Uh, it was basically two different pictures with the the character and the meme being labeled a conservative mm-hmm. and the top panel is like stores should be allowed whether or not they want to make a cake for a gay marriage. That's totally the store's right. You could, you have to, you know, do whatever the store says. Then it's like another panel where a store, instead of having a sign like this, that says that you can't wear face masks in order to enter it was a store for signs saying that you had to wear mask if you wanted to enter the store. And then it was, I don't know, the, the straw man conservative character being, oh, this is fascism telling me I have to wear a mask. You know, I, I, feel like flipping the I feel like standards. it's still in line. Uh, like if, if you're the store owner in either of those cases, you're claiming that you have absolute sovereignty over the location and the actions of how you're going to treat others within it. So, like, that's your domain. Like, if somebody comes in and tries to order a cake and you don't like their lifestyle preferences, then you can just say, like, fuck you, get out. Uh, or, or if you don't like anything about them, it's like, hey, you're wearing a blue tie with a red shirt. You know, I, I don't like your color coordination. Get the fuck out. Uh, in the same way, you know, face masks or, or anything else that is publicly mandated as a as a health imperative. <laughs> um, right. I, and it, that's kind of the complicated thing about... Uh, one freedom of speech, you know, in the instant, or I guess freedom of expression in general, uh, you know, a, a, a being allowed to present yourself how you will in any given situation, uh, and also what property rights give you, like wh- what kind of dominion do you have over any given location if you have legal rights to the property ownership? Um, mm-hmm. Like I don't know, like if I have. Like, obviously, if you have a store and you decide to yep. to burn the store, you, you can't just, like, randomly set it on fire because it poses a threat to so many other stores around the area. That one's pretty easy. And the same thing. It's like, oh, well, you know, if you're in a busy, you're in a crowded movie theater and you yell fire uh, right. and, uh, and, you know, somebody runs out and they get hurt, you know, you're liable for that and stuff. And uh, I'm sure that there are a good many other cases where your freedom of speech is not as ubiquitously free as you would assume um yeah i mean it's all circumstantial i would say mm -hmm. there's not any clear once you start trying to make universal always rules you're always going to be able to find one example of 
what if in this very specific circumstance and is instance and i mean i think the the end result is always uh the I, I don't know if universal good is the right word but you you have to take in consideration how it would affect other people and i mean in my general idea is that people should be allowed to do whatever they want as long as it doesn't harm other people you're right and so um yeah well the I kind of want to dig into that a little bit uh, because a couple of different things. Uh, so first off, you have uh, the 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 cake baker guy, right? It, it would seem, yeah. at least based on uh, legal precedent, that this guy should be able to deny service to people based on basically whatever, uh, like. I, I don't know. I can't imagine really living in a world where like somebody walks into the store in any given situation. And they're like, make me a cake. I have money. And then you must be compelled to make them a cake no matter what, because there are a lot right. of situations where I don't think you should have to make them a cake. Now being somebody having right. a certain sexual orientation, that makes you an asshole for not making them a cake. And that's a hundred percent sure. But mm -hmm. If they want to be an asshole, it's still very much legal for them to be an asshole. Like, yeah, what a shitty world I, yeah. we live in. Like, you should do right, but mm. well, so to I mean, on some level, I do agree with you. Uh, but to dig deeper on that, and then how do you handle things like I don't know the United States during the '60s? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There may have been these things called sit-ins. Yeah. Where people wouldn't serve black yeah. people, and there may have been this thing where, well, so I mean, I think the public school system is a different thing because a public school system is a public entity, mm -hmm. so that it should have been integrated, yeah. just based on the principle of you're a citizen, mm -hmm. you live here, yeah, you should be allowed to go to school. But then, yeah, but then I no, think you, the you, thing that makes it you're right, and I I like the comparison, and it, it not not to. to tracked from the originality of your statement but i have heard that yeah. argument before like the uh the the trans movement or basically the the lgbtq plus community uh is yeah. the uh um the disenfranchised community that you know the the our civil rights issues need to be focused on in the modern day not not in any way shape or form to detract on other groups that have still not reached the level of fairness <laughs> how'd that... you know i was going to say that right. <laughs> it's like you could hear me inhale you could hear my nostrils flare up so i oh, okay i maybe it would be better to say like this is the most contemporary group to be incorporated within civil rights movements um yeah. and i'm sure that there are going to be others in the future you know as uh as we see more facets of humanity uh presented to us I think that we're going to need to learn how to adapt to those in an ethical way. Uh, yeah. And the worst way that we could adapt to those types of things is to simply look at the, our legal precedent and claim that our ethics can be based on what we have legally tried to establish over the course of our, of our, um, um, uh, um, you know, very poorly orchestrated history. Well, so not to distract from what you were saying, but I can't remember where I got this knowledge from. So if I'm butchering it or mislabeling uh, it or not getting the idea 
across as well as I could. Um, I'm sorry. But uh, from what I understand is that, so I, I don't know what was the specific case that made it to where, because there's Brown versus the Board of Education, but mm-hmm. that's separate from when restaurants had to start serving uh, people. And that might have been actually a state-by-state level, I think, probably. I think maybe the Supreme Courts of individual states and maybe some of those cases went up to the federal Supreme Court of serving people, um, black people in um, white owned restaurants and stuff like that. But I, but from what I understand is that how they were able to finally get states and the federal government to accept those cases to, to enforce making uh, restaurants serve black people is they basically had to make arguments from an economical standpoint. It's that it's not that they, because of the legal framework of the United States, there was no uh, ethical claim to make of people's individuals, humanity or anything else. Right. Cause we don't really give a shit about any of that. Like they had to make economic arguments as to why, they had to serve these people mm. uh, effectively, and it, I, I think it might have. If I if I'm remembering correctly, I totally could be remembering this correctly. I think it might have also had to do something with like state lines and the transmitting of goods across borders and the flow of mm-hmm. economics of like, oh well, people, you know, there's these black communities that have money and from other areas, and they're not going right. to visit if you don't allow black people to eat at these restaurants. So mm-hmm. it. it it, it disrupts the flow of of uh, the dollar of e- economics. Mm-hmm. I think that might have been the literal argument that they used of uh, in order to get it passed. And it's not to say that that was necessarily a bad decision to be made, mm-hmm. but I always find it it's the wrong reason to do it, though. Yeah, it just makes me sad mm-hmm. that, that that's just like what it's deduced to. Like we're not doing it because it's the right thing. We're doing it. Because it's the way everyone's palms get greased right. in the system. Because there's these other restaurants that aren't racist, mm-hmm. and they want to get theirs. And if everyone was less, you know, racist, then everyone's palms could get greased. I don't know. And no, you, yeah, you're, I think you you have an excellent point there. And to kind of elaborate on that, it, it it reminds me of a good manner of things that are going on in the modern day that superficially provide us with the ends justify the means type arguments um, where, you know, like one of the easy ones. And because we talk about religion so often, like religion provides people with hope. Therefore religion is a good thing because Mm -hmm. it allows people to still cling to some uh, semblance of happiness in a life that is otherwise incomplete and marred with the, inequalities and and uh you know the horrific nature of the human condition that being said you know if you because we also talk about socialist or you know communist stuff a lot on this on this podcast who's the communist (laughs) yeah where we're gonna ban you Uh, not me. Well, not it's, this guy. It's, it's the, the opiate I've been of the masses. Banned. I right? couldn't be one. Like if <laughs> I try, if people are not disregarding religion for the right reasons, if people don't recognize that the adherence to something on no basis of fact is going to have these far-reaching issues associated with it from a 
logical standpoint, if an individual person is coming to that conclusion for the the poorly reasoned, this poorly uh, um, this poor cyclical reasoning that they come to, they need religion in their life because they need hope then it's going to cause them to cling to a good manner of other things in their life that they do just because it presents them with a feeling of positivity. And that's not, that's not necessarily good. So when you're talking about something like the desegregation movement of the 1950s, uh, just because these restaurants were opening up because it was giving them uh, a, a, a flow of revenue uh, and it produced something good uh, ergo desegregation, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're doing it for the right reasons. It's like they needed to come to that conclusion on a moral basis. Exactly. It's like all of these fucking corporations now that during like Pride Month or whatever do like the fucking uh, rainbows of their logos. It's like, where were you motherfuckers? Whatever gay people needed uh, to be the rights, you know. 10 20 fucking years ago you were fucking nowhere but now that it's legal now mm. they can get married you're just fucking pandering to them with your fucking shitty ass flag logos god my team won the super bowl this past year is it your team what, what do you what do you mean your team's like you're a football guy now it's like oh yeah like yeah. my team i was always a fan of the i don't even know the, the bears are the bears the even bears. good the bears it's like yeah you're a you're you're jumping on a bandwagon, dude. Like you're trying exactly. to take advantage of the 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 fact that there's positive political sentiment, at least from the people that you're trying to get money from. Like good for exactly. you, you unethical bastard. Yeah, it it kills me, and it's like, I guess pandering is better than outright rejection and hate, but it's still gross. <laughs> is it though? I I don't know. Like I. I, I I would like these good things to come about. I would like people to support the LGBTQ plus community. I would like people to uh, support. Uh, of course, I'd like people to support desegregation um, yeah. uh, or uh, the civil activism. But if that means that we're going to only go halfway and then we're going to stop yep. for another hundred years because we believe that that problem's been taken care of. I yeah. I would honestly, and I'm speaking from someone of a very privileged position, so it's like I can't, yeah, yeah. I can't say like, <laughs> oh, I'd rather it still be segregated, males. you know? <laughs> I'd rather we still, you know, have to deal with it until people get fed up and rebel. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I feel like, uh, damn, no, that's a rough situation. Uh, that's a rough situation. If you could have one or the yeah, other, cause... and it's not guaranteed, I think that's probably the issue, right? If you knew... Yeah beyond the shadow of a doubt that people right. have a certain limit to how much they're going to take Whoa. before the shit hits the fan and they blow the lid off the whole thing and then it's fixed. You know, yeah. great, go do it. But that's not guaranteed. In fact, if you let that oppression fester and people don't speak up for themselves and stand up for their rights, chances right. are it'll go on forever because some people yep. are dicks and in positions of power. They're never going to let that go. Because they know it's, it's going to fuck them. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. But at the same time, it's kind of what you were saying. It's like we're in this halfway point where we have legalized slavery with our uh, justice system and everything else. And all these uh, you, um, black families have uh, a minuscule amount of wealth uh, in proportion to white families mm -hmm. and all this other fucked up shit. But it's the fact that 
you know, Martin Luther King was alive for 50 seconds and, you know, we desegregated the schools and we desegregated the McDonald's. So everything's fine now. Right. You know, mm. it's a lot of people that believe that. And, you know, hey, Oprah's one of the richest women in the world. Look, it's mm-hmm. kind of like the they same fixed way. It. Obama. Exactly. Obama. Look, we got Obama. It's fixed. Mm-hmm. It's fixed. Yeah. You know, I'm not the president. Um, Obama was, though. So racism <laughs> gone. Exactly. So something somebody brought up, uh, you know, the 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 other day I was I was, uh, you know, back and forth with someone who doesn't necessarily share all of my political sentiments. And who does? <laughs> Touche. Uh, <laughs> but this particular person was claiming that for racism to uh, completely dissipate, we simply need to not discuss it. We oh my it just God. needs to yeah, good exit the social commentary, and over time, <laughs> it it will it will literally dissipate, kind of like a social or a um, symbolic interactionist type perspective. If we just pretend like it doesn't exist, yeah, it'll go then away. it'll just go away. It's like well, it's yeah. like it's just like it's just like the way cancer works. The way cancer works, if you just don't talk about yeah, it, it'll go away. Pretend like it doesn't exactly. Exist. It's It'll like just go away. Well, I mean, I guess like in that sentiment, it's like, oh, well, if you like don't talk to all of the racist old bastards and they end up dying, then yeah, maybe it will eventually go away. But I don't think that's yeah, how that but works. The racist old bastards make kids. They make and, kids. And, it's not, and, and they and the teach issue their kids to be racist. The, the the but the thing is, the issue with our system isn't so much like the the fucking neo Nazi you know camps and the dakotas or whatever and yeah those are bad right but it it's the structural institution because if you look at something like i don't know let's talk about uh the the huge wealth gap the reason why there's a huge the only reason why white people like the like middle class white people have wealth is because after world war ii with the gi bill um white people were able to go to college for free and buy housing at the same time it was at, after World War Two. We were still, uh, I mean, racist. I mean, we're talking about racism right now, but uh, in this case, racist to black people in the sense that a lot of those black people they didn't get to go to college, and a lot of those black people also couldn't buy housing due to redlining, or they had to buy mm-hmm. housing in shittier areas where the properties didn't appreciate in value the same way uh, white families did, mm-hmm. right? And then so. When once those white families, they had an education, they had some money, they had some wealth from owning a house and car and whatever, and they could send their kids to school, college, you know, and then then, then continue that line of wealth, right, mm-hmm. to where, that, the, to where uh, black people weren't able to build it. Because wealth, you got, as we know, of a capitalist system, you got to build it over time to grow it. That I, I think that's an excellent point. It's like this stuff doesn't happen overnight. You can't just immediately yep. be like, "Oh, well, uh, Brown versus Board of Education racism is gone." It's like, no, right. of course not. Uh, this the same person that I was discussing this with was bringing up the aspect of reparations, uh, which right. you know I think is is interesting on a certain level. Do I think that it, it you know it's as simple as oh well if you pay them a certain amount of money, you know them being the people that believe they have been victimized by uh the lineage of slavery or you know the, the, how they right. have been disenfranchised over time and so on and so forth. Um 
that everything will just go away. It's like, no, of course not. I, I, don't, I don't think that's going to fix the problem at all. Uh, so this person, um, the, you know, the, the, this person was having a discussion with someone who was discussing reparations uh, who also happened to be black. My friend's black. I have this black friend, and this black guy says this blah, 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 blah. So since I have this token black friend, I'm not racist. Uh, and they were talking about— uh, My black friend hates reparations. My, he, he, said, he says he, they're bad. He said, that, he said that, hey, if somebody wanted to give me $10,000, I would hate that so much. That would be so bad. <laughs> or that even even if that black person was to say, like, actually, I think that uh, black people should be separate uh, segregated again. I fucking hate black people. It's like, well, I, I'm not going to listen to that black person. Like, it was like, <laughs> yeah. it's like I will, I will, I will listen to that to in, any individual based on the merit of what their reasoning is in the given moment in that context. Like, I'm, it, it's yeah. even racist to say, like, oh, well, that person's black, therefore their arguments more valid than someone else yeah. in this particular instance. It's like, no. It's totally not like they might have more experience in the given situation, and that's something right. that should be taken into account. But it doesn't necessarily give yeah. them an, an unreasonable this authority. Right. This doesn't make like everything they say is correct yeah. now on this topic yeah. because they're they are it, X Y yeah. background. It doesn't give you a fucking pass. You know, just because like oh, well, the black yeah. person said it, and uh, you know, if you if you're gonna go with like what the black person says, then you know, yeah, bada bing, bada boom, we're done. Right. That's just like tokenizing them. Exactly. Yeah. It it, it, it objectifies uh you know the the race of people. To, to be less than uh, someone that you can have an intellectual discourse with. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm seeing their color first. Anyways, um, so uh, the person who was discussing reparations uh, recommended that in order to uh, mitigate the effects of um, uh, uh, enslaved ancestors, uh, that they should be provided free post-secondary education for the next hundred years or, or you know like whatever approximate approximate everybody amount. should get that shit exactly but <laughs> they said it should be for the next hundred years and of course you know the next question out of this person's mouth was uh well who's gonna pay for it <laughs> i'm sure you've heard yeah. that before uh, yeah. and I, I, hey, well, hell, I've asked that question before myself. It's like, well, who's going to pay for it? I was how like, are you going to pay for it? Hey, if anything, I feel like this collapse and the trillions of dollars we've printed out for the airline industry and the cruise industry should show that we can pay for it anything we want to whenever we want. But please mm -hmm. continue. Well, I, you know, not, not to get off on like a utopian socialism little branch, but like who needs to pay for it in a perfect world, uh, are are you are you having um, professors and teachers and other educators that are not being compensated or not having their needs being met? Therefore, you need to pay them a salary, thus making them wage slaves to have them be indentured servants to the education system. How do you expect your education system to function as best it possibly could if your teachers are either a hungry in the worst of circumstances? Or they are incentivized by monetary constraints. That's not good. You don't want that. You want your teachers to be people who are intrinsically motivated by their desire to educate other people. And you want to take care of all of their needs as a result of that. If anything, you should make your educators your uh, public officials. Like you don't necessarily need a government. You can just make your well-educated individuals. You could make a technocracy out of that. Uh, whatever. Um, no, Tim. No. You, if we paid teachers good, that then people wouldn't become teachers because they like to teach. 
they would become teachers because they're greedy. They're oh. greedy, greedy they're, people. They're greedy people because they're they just have trying to get fingers. an easy buck from being a teacher. <laughs> Therefore, we got to pay them as shitty as possible. That way, we only gather the best teachers around. Only the most dedicated people that like being poor paupers mm-hmm. will become teachers because they just love teaching. Yeah, and then you're like, well, yeah, like if all their needs are taken care of, then they're going to be solely motivated by the uh, prospect of influencing our youth. I was like, oh, you mean like religious leaders? Like, I I don't know any any given uh, political leader that would like to indoctrinate your youth with silly ideas so that they can profit off of them in the future. Like, is that is that the type of person? It's like, what if there was no prospect of profiting off people? What incentive would they have to do that? It's like, no, you can't profit off of them. You can't make money off of them by selling them some kind of shit they don't need. Wait, what teacher profits off their students? Uh, well, I mean, private institutions. I, I mean, a good many of them oh. today. Like, I mean, if you if you look at uh, if so, if there is any type of algorithm that is defining a teacher's about the teacher salary specifically. Uh, oh, like what teacher specifically? Well, people that yeah. that offer. Um, uh, like specialty courses, uh, I, I think that uh, you know a really good example of that in this day and age is um, like um, not motivational speakers. How would you how would you categorize that? Um, but people that have like this sacred knowledge, almost like conspiracy theorists, like people who have this knowledge that nobody else has. So therefore, for a fee, they're going to run you through this this hypersensitive and nuanced information so that you can become one of the woke folks. Wait, what? Wait, who who have you been talking to, Tim? Who who's trying to take your money from you to make you a woke? I don't want to give him my money. I just want the information. <laughs> is, Tell me more. Who is who is this person telling you that they're a teacher and that they'll give you secret woke folk knowledge in exchange for money? That, who have you been talking is that to? You can't, the, the same guy that I'm buying the gorget from in Ukraine, man. Like God, the guy it. with the ponytail. <laughs> It's like, by the way, I have some classes. You got to pay me through a different app, though. I don't want to get my monies mixed up. Yeah, I got to keep it organized. I'm getting paid too much by Western Union right now. <laughs> yeah, I got to use a different one for my classes. I'll make you woke, oh, oh my Ukrainian God. style. <laughs> and he whips his ponytail around and he wiggles his mustache. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, okay, so to to backtrack just a little bit though, we were talking about <laughs> so we were talking about fair housing a second ago, uh, oh. and uh, in essence, I don't think that it necessarily matters that you have a, an office of fair housing and equal opportunity if there are going to be measures of inequality throughout our society, because that's effectively how you prevent certain disenfranchised classes from moving into areas that you don't want them to. You just have a certain bar that you have to meet financially, and if you can't do that, you simply just don't get to move into that area. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, like, who who gives a shit? It's like, oh, equal opportunity housing. So if my name is, like, uh, you know, uh, one Mexican guy, then I can still rent, <laughs> but only if I have enough money to do so. And there's a there's a good possibility that if I am a non-white ethnicity, that I might not be able to pay that. You know, and and I'm. And I mean, I'm, even if you're a white person, you might not be able to pay that. And even, you know, even if you're a white person, of, uh, right? Poor, poor white. <laughs> 
parts of town. Right, not to reduce the plight of any particular person, especially based on ethnicity. I think it's just it's it's more of a fact for individuals who happen to be non-white. Uh, uh, actually, that's probably that's probably not an accurate statement either. Um, poor people hmm. affects all poor people equally. Poor, there you go. There you go. That works. I, I think that that's an accurate statement. Um, hey, that's a, I think that's a good segue into the article that I sent you about jazz. Did you see that? Speaking of poor people, it's fucking bourgeois fucking mice. Uh, so we found this uh, controversial study that shows that rats prefer jazz to classical music when on drugs. It's only controversial because it's being published by Classic FM. <laughs> yeah. How in the world are they... Uh, okay, so it says... Uh, let's see. They they prefer the sound of silence to Beethoven and Miles Davis, except when they are on drugs, and then they prefer jazz. How are they kind of measuring exactly what kind of drugs? First and foremost, and second, how are they measuring just how Enjoyment. interested? Yeah. How these rats are like, oh man, they're like bebopping their little toes. Yeah, you know, they're like tail start flicking. snapping. Yeah, like, mm, yeah, that's it. That's the beat. That's the rhythm. That's the one to like. Mm, yeah, mm, yeah. Oh, is that fucking Beethoven? Oh, turn that wait. shit off. Don't you, you that, fucking wait. turn that shit off. I hate that it's fucking so Burley. Burley's again. You played it five times. <laughs> wait, I, uh, here's an interesting part. In the second part of the experiment, the rats were given cocaine and played Miles Davis over a period of a few days. After that, the rodents preferred the jazz even after the drug was out of their system. Um, the research, according to scientists, showed rats can be conditioned to like any music associated with their drug experience. So maybe it wasn't even that they preferred jazz. Maybe it was just... Uh, you know the the experiments where they would ring the bell and give them the food or whatever, and then eventually mm-hmm. the rats would associate the bell with the food. So maybe it's an equivalent of they like cocaine. Yeah. They heard jazz while they were on cocaine. They they're hearing jazz now. Exactly. They think they're going to get some cocaine. So I I think that this is one of those clickbaity articles. Granted. Yeah, it's trash. Uh, but yeah, and the the methods for this experiment are. Absolutely, man. Fucking I want to get fucking paid for running these fucking experiments. It's like, all right, Jimmy. So uh, this is your assignment for the month. We're gonna leave you alone in this room with these rats, with this bag of cocaine, and uh, <laughs> here's here's some. Uh, yeah, there's a computer there. So you just type up your uh, results, and uh, we'll be back in a month. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> don't. Uh... You know. oh, oh yeah, don't don't do any of the cocaine. Don't do any of the cocaine. That's that, yeah. that's against company policy. Don't get high on our own supply, if you know what I mean. But uh, yeah, there's no cameras in the room, and there will be absolutely nobody coming into the store for the next month. So uh, yeah, yeah, have at it. Uh, whatever you want to, what do you know? Do do that. Do your thing. But but we did give the the rat a little saxophone. Uh, you know, if you want if you want to hear it play a little song, maybe it'll get a little sexy sax and a <laughs> wait, epic saxophone. Yeah, a little sexy sax. Sexy saxophone. Oh, wait. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, I'm not thinking of sexy sack. Oh, I'm thinking of uh Sexy sack. Sexy sack. I got a sexy sack for you right here. 
Oh, that one. Yeah, that's a. That's like uh, that's that's when you're doing great. That's like when uh, when all the shit goes right and you're just like yeah. going nuts. Like. Yes, it. That one. Yeah. Yeah, you did a lot better than I'm I talking did. about. Sexy sax. It's uh, George Michael's uh, "Careless Whisper." Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm oh, never yeah, gonna good. dance again. That one. Except it's yeah, sax, sax form. So uh, I, if anybody has not seen that video, I highly encourage you to go look up the viral video. It's ages old by now. I bet the guy that, that originally did that's it's dead. dead. Yeah, he's dead. Uh, what is it? Epic saxophone. If you type sexy in like sax. saxophone. Just type in sexy sax. Yeah, let's see. Okay. Sexy sax. Let's see what we get. Let's see what we sexy get. Sexy sax? Boom. Sexy sax, man. That's the first one that pops up. Bingo. Great. Yep, it's the guy in the mullet with the shirt off that goes around the random public places and plays sexy sax solo. So good. It's pretty great. Uh, and uh, so the reason I brought this this particular story up because we were talking about uh, uh, racism through the decades, right? And uh, yeah. jazz, of course, was heavily stigmatized in the early 20th century. I, I mean, and throughout. Yep. Uh, you know, it, basically any any type of music that hadn't sufficiently been appropriated by mainstream media, i.e., non non ethnic communities or or like white like bland communities, <laughs> was considered to be uh, heavily related to drug cultures or iniquity or problems, societal issues. It was it was causing your kids to turn to Satanism or something. Yeah. <laughs> I got a documentary for that if anybody wants to watch it. <laughs> Sexy sax man is turning your kids gay. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, <laughs> it's the water. This is things in the water is turning oh, the yeah. fish game. Wait, no. ah, ah, I can't even do that. That hurts. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts so bad. <laughs> Ow. Jesus. All right, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, do you want to talk about the state of emergency in Michigan? Oh, we can talk about that. We can talk about it all, all day. All day long. All day. I, love, I love this shit. We're talking about... Um, everything's falling apart. Everything is falling apart. This is a world in decay. Uh, you know, yeah. It's all up uh, in the United air. United States infrastructure gets a, a D rating. Yeah. I don't know if you know that or not, but the a United D? States infrastructure gets it. It's a D. Where, where'd you get that? Where's, where's, where's the D coming from? Is it? Uh, it's not in the article, but it's just we have really shitty, like the all the pi- a lot of, a lot of the major pipes that were built in the major cities of this country were built over a hundred years ago, and pipes do have a, a lifeline or lifetime, whatever. They only last so long, and I think uh, corrugated iron or iron pipes. I think they only last like eighty, hundred years, so. All our pipes are going bad. Our bridges are shit. Mm. Our dams are falling apart. And this is a perfect example of that. Because yeah, because if you think about all all of these like great works, it wouldn't surprise me if this was built uh, in uh, post World War II. Like a lot of our infrastructure was built after that time, after the Great Depression, uh, and it, there were great works. You know, um, we have the the highway system across the United States. I mean, that stuff didn't come overnight took a lot of uh people to make it but mm-hmm. now all the shit's falling apart 
Well, yeah. If if you if you don't watch it closely, you don't have uh, a um, a motivated force of people that are carefully monitoring these structures and ensuring. Nineteen twenty four. Sorry. Wow. Oh, that's old. It it's fucking old. It's really yeah, old. Yeah. See, that's pre. That's pre Great Depression, but still. That, that reminds me of a little tidbit that I learned the other day. Uh, apparently, our Constitution is one of the oldest constitutions in the world, and it's also one of the shortest. Did you know that? That's fun. Yeah. So I'm guessing hmm. that all the other ones are probably better because they're like, oh, yeah, they kind of fucked up here, here, and here. We're going to elaborate a little more. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe other government <laughs> systems that operate off of uh, constitutions had a hard look at these documents, and they were like, what the fuck were they talking about? Uh, yeah. guys, we have just as much authority to rewrite this thing as they did. It was like, actually, uh, yeah. we have more authority because we also have hindsight. We have information that they didn't have access to. So why in the <laughs> yeah. world are we worshiping those motherfuckers? We're going to rewrite our constitution. We're sitting over here in America like, the founding fathers knew what was best they for us. They were perfect. They knew everything. Now we worship Father Washington, for he gives us this sword. We worship <laughs> Father Franklin, for he gives us the key to knowledge. You know, I'm just reciting this shit off of a video game that I played one time, but it is absolutely oh, this weird Americana mythology that we've built for ourselves. Someone's three quarters of a person. Someone's three quarters of a person. <laughs> What does that even mean? How do you calculate that shit? It was like, I don't know, we rolled a die. You gotta write this in here. Just but just but just put it in there. Put it in there. Also, uh the word democracy is not mentioned once. Mm. How about that? Uh, Interesting. Yes. Huh. How about that? It's kinda like uh you know, gr- it's almost growing like up we in, aren't. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like we're on we're not a democracy at all. It's like growing up in a Protestant uh faith and then finding out that like the word hell is like not even mentioned in the Bible. It's like wait a second. It's like like that was wait. that was the major theme for me. That was one of the motifs that I took <laughs> home with me every single day. I was like, Oh man, if if I don't get this whole like uh eternal salvation thing figured out, I'm gonna go like burn forever. It's like that's that's exactly what you need to tell your kids. It's like, no, there's not a monster under your bed but if if you don't believe what i believe and if you don't listen to what i say then you're going to burn forever and it's not going to be the fun kind of burning it's going to be painful there will be the gnashing of teeth and to put the kicker on everything it's going to be dark it's not even going to be the fun kind of fire where you're going to get to watch the pretty flames dancing it's going to be fucking dark Terror. <laughs> it's fucking bad and it stinks it smells like poop you know what selfish but you know like what it smells like when i fart that's what it smells like all the time it's like oh man i gotta smell your farts it's like yeah and it and it's hot it's fucking it burns you it's hot burning fart all the time Oh man! What if I get used to it? You never get used to it. Your skin grows back. It's like what the fuck? <laughs> I'm, I'm seven. It's like <laughs> figure it out. Figure it out, you little motherfucker. <laughs> figure it out. Go 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 get saved. <laughs> Jesus loves you. <laughs> it's like the equivalent of like when some stupid kids like they're playing with action figures, and it's like I'm going. My superhero's going to kill your superheroes like no oh i have a force fuel it's like well i control gravity and it, like it just like keeps Escalate, escalating yeah. to like explain itself it's like 
Oh, what, what if I just get used to it? You can't get used to it. Your skin will just grow back. What the fuck? Like literally the exact opposite of the American infrastructure. But I call that the Dragon Ball principle. Do you ever watch Dragon Ball or read any of the comics? Oh, yeah, 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 of Kira, course. Kira I was, yeah. Oh, man. Like every other episode, it was like, oh, the guy figured out some kind of new super awesome superpower yeah. thing. And now he's yeah. twice as powerful as he was before. And it's like sooner or later, he's able to like throw planets at the the other guy is like that's that's fucking yeah. boring like it's a superman thing all over again like you you don't yeah. you don't know how to balance the character he doesn't sacrifice anything he's like oh well i got this hyperbolic time chamber over here i'm just gonna go yeah. train for a while i'm gonna make my american infrastructure so fucking awesome because i'm intrinsically motivated to make him so exactly you know was no goku balancing. getting paid don't think so he did it because he wanted mm-hmm. to Mm. He's the one and two. There you go. The way everything should be. Just like I'm sure all these families wanted their homes to get flooded by this almost 100-year-old dam. I wanted their homes to get flooded by <laughs> I think that's what they wanted. The The picture that they actually show uh, is a, an extravagant building. And I don't know if it's some kind of public municipal place, but uh, I'm kind of thinking like, eh, you know, like, too bad. It's like you had that lakefront property. It was really expensive at the time, but bada bing, bada boom, you trust in the American infrastructure that sets you up with your capitalistic endeavor, and now it's flooded. Yeah, <laughs> and I and I haven't verified this or not, but one of my friends who uh, told me about this story was uh, telling me that uh, the um. That they were like trying to privatize the dam or something like that, and I don't think that's the reason yeah. why it broke. But I think that was happening in the background. It was already or it, it was privatized. And then oh, they, it was privatized. And then they okay, sold I think it. The private. Mm-hmm. They sold it to the state, and it was in the process of sale. So they they had oh, not completed okay. the sale. But thank God, exactly. So this is thank God. this is where like, the so they knew it was shit. fucked. They knew it was fucked. They knew it was like, fucked. They, knew it... they had neglected it, and then they tried to sell it back to the public. To get rid of who's, their responsibility. Whose domain it always should have been in. It affects so many people. Why oh, the yeah. fuck is it legal for... What, oh, fuck the fuck. No, fuck all that legal shit. Throw that shit right out the window. Why in the world yeah. are you able to own a dam? How can you fucking own a dam? It's like it's you know it's what? like owning a waterway yeah. or like I mean, exactly. it's it's a, well, it's a public municipality. It's a form of technology that is going to either benefit or harm everyone depending on how you use it. As you can see in this perfect example. Yeah. God. And so they were trying to sell it, but the sale had not completed uh you know cuz you know like miles of red tape because yay capitalism uh and uh because that had not been the case uh, the courts ultimately sided uh, with the public. Yay! Thank God. Thank God. For once. For once in their fucking lives. They don't, they don't always do that, folks. Okay, so even if that's not the case, like, the way that this structure is set up, like, let's, let's look at the BP oil spill. In the instance that shit really hits the fan for a private corporation. Oh, yeah, they don't get held accountable. They for file shit. bankruptcy. They yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, we exactly. can't do it. It's like, okay, well, what else are we going to get? We, we could burn them at the fucking stake. It doesn't matter. The damage is done. 
Like it's not going to take it back. Those like the birds and fish and wildlife and ecosystem are not going to go back the way that they were. It's changed yep. forever. <laughs> like yep. now we're looking at, at companies like, you know, because immediately if you're talking about BP, you want to talk about all of the oil conglomerates, you know, ExxonMobil and, you know, people that are, are wrapped up in our plutocratic government. Um, uh, you know, like w what exactly are we charging them responsible with for uh, the extraction of these natural resources that are rendering our planet uh, less effective at one, supplying those resources in the future at the simplest level. I think that everybody can agree on that. These things run out, right? Yeah. And when these things run out, how exactly your infrastructure is going to be affected? Beyond that, of course, you have uh, climate change, uh, human-affected climate change. Uh, and of course, there are a shit ton of deniers out there. Probably not a whole lot that listen to our podcast. Come to think of it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if any of them are out there, like mm, this is one of those wake up calls for you guys. <laughs> We're not professionals, but um, hey, you might want to reconsider. What was it? What was your aha moment for uh, for that? I mean, like, did it did, for what for for uh, uh, human caused climate change? Uh, I mean, I think it was probably when I started looking into it and just, I mean, I, this is probably not, I'm not a scientist, but when I found out that like 99.99% of science, cause I always heard there was like arguments for both sides, but when I found that like 99.99, whatever percent of scientists were on the climate change is a real thing mm -hmm. side and that there was like maybe a handful of like handpicked articles, most of them like funded by groups like Exxon Mobil on the other side. Yeah. It made it, it that was pretty obvious. It's like, but wait then, a second. <laughs> what else? I don't know. And then there's also, uh, I don't know. I watch a lot of nature documentaries and they usually talk about it. And I like Carl Sagan a lot. And he, uh, was talking about climate change back in, yeah, like the fucking late seventies, early eighties, like before anybody else was, and so I respect him. And uh, did he die from old age? Uh, cancer. Cancer. Mm. Yep. Shit. Yeah, he's very sad. <sighs> yeah. Well, if you know how Bob Ross died? Was it cancer? It's cancer. Yeah. Damn it! Why are we talking about cancer right now? I don't know. Uh, because humans are the cancer of the earth. No, I don't. <laughs> because if you don't talk about cancer, it'll just go away. Uh, I think that's how much that like works. climate change. Yeah, that's exactly how that works. And if you don't, the way we're going to solve climate change is just not talk about that's it. That's right. If we just didn't talk about it, it wouldn't be an issue. Just don't talk about it. Um, Let's just not talk about climate change, and it'll be fine. I, I think for me, it was. It actually wasn't that long ago, and it's not to say that it's like I was a climate change denier, but it wasn't in my face. Uh, like I was kind of like, oh yeah, like they, there certainly there are people that are taking care of that shit. Like I'm not going to be a proponent for or against yeah. it. I don't really give a shit. But uh, it was 2000 and I want to say it was 2012. Uh, so I'm oh, doing, I mean, okay. well, uh, there was a there was a a, a 17 year uh, cicada brood that emerged mm -hmm. in the area in which I was living at the time in Northern Virginia that was early. And I was like, wait a second, like, why is it early? And I was like, you know, I was 
very fascinated because I had remembered, you know, so many years earlier when they had emerged in Kentucky where I had grown up. I was like, oh, man, these things are awesome. They're everywhere. They form these funky choruses. And despite the fact that they're, like, slow and super meaty and animals love to eat them, they can still manage to survive. Like, they're this amazing evolutionary adaptation uh, and they just come in force every year. Fantastic. And they're beautiful creatures. Um, but they were emerging early. I was like, why the hell would they be emerging early? It's like, well, the thing is, these little guys can tell when the soil temperature raises above a particular degree at a certain depth, and that's when they emerge. So they were emerging early, despite the fact that however many hundreds and thousands and bajillions of years that they had been on this certain track, emerging every 17 years because that's what they do, uh, right. they were emerging early. It is the first time that it had ever happened. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my God. It's like, huh, it seems different. Like, wait a second. <laughs> this, yeah, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> like, how much earlier? How much early? Uh, Four years. So, wow. Yeah. So, my original thought was, okay, because there are 13 and 17 year periodical cicadas, maybe they had misidentified the... Seven year, 17 year cicadas yeah. as 13 years. Yeah. It was like, I even went down to being like, maybe they had, uh, you know, like uh, maybe there was a different species. Maybe they weren't even like, uh, you know, taking yeah. into account that I was like, no, it was a brood emergence. that was a 17 year cicada that was emerging on the 13 years time span. Damn. And they were doing it because we had a particularly warm summer. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it was one of those aha moments for me where I was just like, holy shit. And it wasn't a full brood emergence either. Like normally the numbers would have been much greater, uh, but right. you know, they experienced like a, like a, a partial emergence. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, I can't remember exactly if it was 2012. So for any of our entomologists out of there, that are listening, uh, you know, I'm not exact, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I can't think right off the top of my head when that, when that brood emergence was, uh, but it was Northern Virginia. And I'm sure that if you look up, uh, you know, climate change related early brood emergence in Northern Virginia and the recent time scale, then you probably find out more about it. Is that the silver lining for this flood ruining all these people's homes? Wait, what the fuck? That's not a silver lining. What, what are you talking about? Oh, they, we get to experience these beautiful creatures early. God damn. Uh, I don't think that's a silver lining. I don't think it's a silver lining. And in fact, like we've we've been shirking oh, off on our si- silver wait, lining. That's the silver lining for the dam is it didn't get sold back to the public, even though Boom. even though it was in the process, <laughs> even though it was in the process, we caught them. Even though I'm sure that the, this co- company that owned the dam is not going to be held accountable, and it's still going to cost the public a shit ton of money. To try to uh, make these people whole again by uh, giving them enough money to keep living their fucking lives. <sighs> Gross. Na- nature caught them. You know, like every once in a while when people try to take advantage of the given circumstance, like nature can, it's always going to just eat you up and spit you right back out. That's exactly what's mm-hmm. going to happen. You just hope that the right people are held responsible for 
the transgression. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking for a particular quote. I, I love this Rick and Morty quote. Love a He's talking about being smart. Ah, here we go. So uh, Beth asks, am I evil? And Rick says, worse, you're smart. When you know that nothing matters, the universe is yours, and I've never met a universe that was into it. The universe is an animal. It grazes on the ordinary, creates infinite idiots just to eat them. Not unlike your friend Timmy. Beth says Tommy. Yeah, it hardly matters now, sweetie. You know, smart people get a chance to climb on top and take reality for a ride, but it'll never stop trying to throw you, and eventually it will. There's no other way off. So no matter what, you know, these folks that are trying to sell the dam back to the public and it ends up breaking right before they complete the sale, the folks that are uh, selling gas to you, I bought gas at 71 cents a gallon the other day. Hmm? Wait, what? 71 cents a gallon crazy it's absolutely insane for this day and age it's it's practically unheard of but those types of things are going to catch up with us oh yeah no you know and they're catching up with us sooner rather than later and when it does we're not going to be prepared and and we're going to get bucked the the lowest i can like remember gas is like a dollar from when i was a kid i remember a buck 30 so this is like half (laughs) yeah that's nuts i I filled up for like six dollars and fifty cents like (laughs) <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Like this isn't the forties. That shouldn't be allowed. It it, it really like it kind of surprised me. Like, and I'm I'm glad that I'm not rolling around a whole lot. Um, I'm not either. I haven't bought gas in months. Yeah. Well, I I can hear some like some boomer coming in being like, oh, well, you know, that's the reason why it's seventy one cents a gallon. It's because nobody's yes, we know. That. Like, yeah, among we other know. things. It's like the fact that our economy rides completely on trust and confidence in the marketplace. Yeah. Nobody fucking wants to buy them because everybody's nervous and out of work. Yep. God damn it. Probably because you have Joe Schmoes with no face masks allowed in the store. Lower your mask or go somewhere else. Mm. Good times. Yeah, real good times. Ooh, I like this little story. That's fun. I like this one too. South Korean one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good story right there. Okay. South Korean soccer team was fine for using sex dolls in place of fans at an empty stadium. That's great. Where do they get so many yep. sex dolls? I don't know. Like, I don't think they're cheap. I, I wouldn't think so either. Like, why don't like, you just get like a? I mean, is it is a blow up doll constitute a, a sex doll? Because if that's the case, I'd imagine they are pretty cheap. They're just balloons. I don't know. They don't look like balloons to me. They, they look like look like full blown like mannequins. And like honestly, I wouldn't. I I don't know how you would be able to know they were sex dolls. They look just like female mannequins. They they kind of do. But before we go on with the story, there is an advertisement on my page. The, for a sex doll. No, it's <laughs> it's a uh, fashion-oriented scarf slash face mask. It's like a face mask, but stylish. It's like for like the same kind of girls that wear henna tattoos and go to South by Southwest. It's like <laughs> if you were wearing a face mask to that, this is what you would wear. Yeah. It's like they, they want to go out and be like safe and shit, but also fashionable. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me want to throw up and die. It's pretty dumb. Be, uh, Thanks for I, wearing a face mask. Keep wearing face masks. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were going to like bring up a weird ad. I had an ad on my Reddit the other day. Text this number now for simulated foot pictures. And I was like, simulated? what? And the, pic- and the picture it had for the ad, it looked like it was feet. But when you actually looked at it, you, it looked like it was feet that was like computer-generated. 
right? Like it didn't look quite right. There were like certain angles and aspects of it that weren't anatomically correct is the best way I can put it. What the fuck? What does Reddit know about me that I don't, that it thinks that I want this? Why why did you get a boner? I didn't get a... That's I didn't get a boner. I don't know what I put into my Reddit for it to target add me yeah. to be like, hey, dude, we think you like feet pictures. Yeah. How about these computer generated foot pictures? Pretty cool, right? Mm-hmm. Just Texas number. Advertising in general is fascinating, right? It's like, what did I do? I turned off my uh, advertisement preferences on my Google feed, at least. So that way you just get general. Exactly. General. I get the general advertisements, okay. which are fascinating. Get to figure out what the normies like. No more Ukrainian armor ads for you, to. Otherwise, it would just be dudes with mustaches and weird shaved head top knots that are trying to sell me uh, titanium neck protection so I don't get all parapolygerinoed. I don't want to be sexist. They're, they're, they're all targeting women, uh, or at least what I can tell are, are women. Like They're all uh, makeup, weight loss, and uh, like plus-size lingerie. That's it. <laughs> That's all of it. That's that's what I get. That, that's what I get. Like nine times out of ten, it's it's weight that's loss. That's just like the general. That's the ad. general ads. That's the general yeah. internet ad. That's what like this decided the general populace mm-hmm. wants. Before I turned them off, they would advertise uh, to me via sex appeal. What women want? Show me like just like super hot girl that was like holding whatever product it was that they thought I wanted to buy. But now it shows me like pictures of. Uh, overweight women that are trying to squeeze in like weird tight situation so that it smooths out their roles. It really, it really is quite fascinating. I really wish they would just advertise to me sex dolls so that I could fill up my house with people again. (laughs) 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 Oh, you could start being like that fancy restaurant, the the inn or whatever. The little inn. But instead you could like, you could run the restaurant yeah. out of your home and just fill it I'll with I'll just have a bunch of, like, manic, sex dolls sitting dolls. at my kitchen table. And it'll be like, and now we have a liver pate that'll be $500. <laughs> and then I'll, like, I'll have, like, Monopoly money, and I'll, like, take the money from them. And they'll be like, it was cheaper last time we came. I don't think we should come back. That service was not so hot. And I'll be like, how dare you talk about me behind my back? And I'll like, how dare you talk about me behind my back? Establishment. And is talking back to us. Oh, 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 manager. Oh, manager. The help is is talking back to us. He's giving us lip. And I was like, I did not give you lip. How dare you call my manager over? And then I'll pretend to be the manager. And the manager will be like, is there a problem <laughs> over here? Can I help you? It's like, actually, this plebeian was telling us that that, uh, that that we have no right to complain about our services. And I was like, well, I'm so sorry about that. You know, your, your meal is comped. You know, you're totally welcome to come back here anytime. I'm a little comped. bitch. I'm just a little bitch. And I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing. Except for you except for you you have to pay it's like how dare you the the one actual guest <laughs> the one actual guest oh, that you have to pay he was like wait wait how come they don't have, have to pay, to pay? Like, because they're not fucking real <laughs> they're, do i have to spell it out for you you ruined the illusion monopoly money it's He's fucking idiot <laughs> Do I have to fucking spell it out? I'm just trying to put on a show at my house. Trying to I don't even somebody. notice that it's Monopoly money. It was like, hey, well, wait a second. It's like, well, they they paid you, but it was with Monopoly money. I was like, Monopoly money? How could you? This is not real currency. 
<laughs> How am I supposed to run a restaurant with Monopoly money? You sign up a bitch. It's like go over, start like choking out. Like, I have a sex doll wife and mouths to feed. <laughs> My sex doll children. <laughs> you like gesture into like the living room and it's just like filled with. Oh, that's horrible. Sex doll God, Tim, no. Take it back. Take it back. No. There's just like a bunch of, uh, <laughs> there's just a bunch of like cream. There's a bunch Stop. of cream corn just like dripping out of their mouth from where I've tried to like spoon feed. <laughs> no, it is quite from funny to too far. It's yeah. Too far. It's like, I've got mouths to feed. And I like immediately go into the other room and like start feeding the sex dolls that are in my literally right there oh, in the other room. What do you expect? I'm gonna put oh, I'm gonna put food in their mouth with your goddamn monopoly money. So yeah, we gotta buy a bunch of sex dolls so we can do the skit for sure. Yeah. That's not that's super affordable. Yeah. That's a good how much is a sex doll? I'm looking it up. Oh, dude, that, that's going to be your new ads. All right, so while you're looking up the price, I'm going to read some of the Ooh. stories. So a South Korean soccer Amazon bestsellers. Find, Ooh, um, there's one for uh, 46 bucks, and it's like a it's got boobs and a vagina, but it doesn't have legs or arms. Ah! Ooh, they all don't have legs or arms. Dude, what the fuck is going on? Hey, but they're all they're all pretty well priced. They're like uh paraplegic sex doll i mean what your average fuck? uh like blow up sex doll is like 14 bucks that's number two amazon man okay so wow. for the number one uh it's 46 bucks and it's got mm-hmm. 416 reviews at four and a half stars <laughs> so just think about that you gotta you gotta review some of those reviews man right, i gotta right, know right, right. i'll click on it I got it. Right, no, who would actually write a review? Okay, so the, the picture that pops account. up, it's like it's it's wet. Like they've like sprayed it with a hose. It's like glistening. On. Oh, All right, no. what is happening? All right, so we're skipping down. Okay, I want a thorough review of like someone that's like, yeah, I've tried out like a lot of sex dolls. I'm uh, like, this is okay. This is a good one. Let I'm, me I'm tell seeing... you, I'm speaking from experience here. I'm doing this live, everybody. So in the instance that I read something, we're, we're doing, doing it live. In, in we're the doing it live. Some, okay, here we go. Uh, <clears throat> Senpai names. They rated it five stars. Oh they said God. it's very pleasant. I love it. Reviewed in the United States That's on it? November the 25th, 2019. Oh. This is a verified purchase. I decided to randomly buy this. Oh, whatever. You've been playing oh, yeah. this for fucking uh-huh, days. That's what they all say. Whatever. Maybe even. So I decided to randomly buy this, and I'm new to the toy market, and I didn't know really what to look for, especially after failing with my first purchase. I was afraid, but I decided to take what? the risk, what? and I don't regret it. This is the best feeling thing I've ever used. The skin is super soft. The spine keeps oh. it together. So it ah, doesn't jiggle too much. And most importantly, it doesn't hurt to use. Hurt. Both holes hurt. seem small at first, but it will expand oh. and slowly over time as you use it, kind of grow to your size in a way. My only complaint <laughs> is that like many other people who I've read reviews of using it wish it was a little bigger. Like actual girl torso size so you can do more positions and such. But overall, almost on a third of the use and still hasn't deteriorated or anything. The only thing that's changed is the nipples have lost a little color. 
because I like to play around, know what I mean? <laughs> but that's normal with a toy like this. I thought he didn't know from experience. Yep. How does Lastly, he know that? easy to clean is all you have to do is run some hot water over her and down her. Wait, he right. Make sure her? she's dry. You'll get some bacteria <laughs> growth. If you ever get bacteria, just make <laughs> just make sure to wash her as good as you can with soap and hot water. And he's got pictures. I don't want to click on the pictures because I'm afraid that it's post use. So I'm gonna not do that. I'm gonna not do that. Oh my god. What happened to wait, what happened to his first sex doll? He's like, I don't have much experience after the accident with the first one. What did you do? Well, he to said her? he you failed after his first purchase. So I'm thinking that he like bought a different sex doll. Where do you fucking keep this? It's a fucking human torso. It's a headless, armless, legless human torso. I don't fucking God, know, with man. like balloon tits. Maybe, it's weird. Maybe that's like where you start as like a serial killer. You're like, okay, I'm going to hide this sex doll in my house. To see if I can. And if I can keep anyone from finding it for six months, that means I could hide a human body in my house. For at least six months. Yeah. For at least but six then again, months. like uh, you know, human bodies they smell different over time. And then again, maybe a sex doll is gonna be pretty smelly over time. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. I don't think that's don't the kind know. of like, the thing I, that I, I want in my restaurant. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about the user review of like switching pronouns of like referring to it as an it and a her. It's like. Does it have a gender? Like, it's a fucking sex doll. Like, I mean, it's supposed to represent a gender. Oh, shit. This is getting sad as fuck. I'm getting out of here. I'm getting out. Oh, gee, that one's weird. This is the most expensive one, so if you price them from high to low, right, you got one that's 560 bucks, and it looks like a person. It's creepy as fuck. It's got, it's got arms and legs and a head and stuff, and she also looks like she's probably like 12, maybe 13. Around there, people are so fucking weird, dude. Like, I'm also not yum yucking, but like, can you just like go to go to a bar or something? Just go to a bar and try not to talk about whatever random ass collection of weird shit you've got. I've got this really weird collection of sex dolls. You want to, you want to bang? Oh man, you and and never use that pickup line. <laughs> I know that that's Jimmy's go to and it works for him, but that's Jimmy. <laughs> You know, it works that's, for that's me. It, that he's got the body for it. You know, it works. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> hey, you want to bang? <laughs> you want to bang? Uh, well, since you asked. <laughs> oh, I've been waiting for somebody to ask me that all night. Oof, that was an emotional roller coaster. I don't know if I'm going to recover from that. I mean, it's closing it's closing time. time. I think it's pretty thinks. good. He nailed it. It's getting better all the time. <laughs> oh yeah. We're nailers. <laughs> That's us. Jimmy, where, where can they get in contact with us? All right. If you all are interested in sending us your sex doll reviews, you can do so at the following places. You can email us at cynicempowerment at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you there. You can uh, like us on Facebook at Cynic Empowerment and send us a message. Or you can uh, tweet at us on the Twitter at Cynic Empower Me One. We would love to hear from you and mean a lot to us. And if you're listening to us on any of the listening apps, 
please like and review the show. It helps other people find it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although reviews are pretty cool, my daddy always told me to never buy new. So if you happen to have any used sex dolls for sale, God, I would no. love to pick one up for a bargain. You know what I mean? I'll try to talk you down. You can try to talk me up, and we'll talk back and forth, but it'll be kind of sexy. You know what I mean? And eventually, we'll come to a consensus, and I will acquire your used wares. Yeah. Hell no. Jimmy's buying them with me. Even go We're both with buying them together. Like. Yeah, we're no, buying them together. There, I'm gonna I ship can't. them. I'm gonna ship them to Jimmy's no. place, and then Jimmy's gonna hold on to them for me. And then we're gonna have an <laughs> empire. We're gonna have a used sex doll <laughs> empire. You can buy any sex doll that you want. That's Jimmy and Timmy's used sex doll emporium <laughs> and parlor. That's right. We're gonna have. We're gonna have parlor? a front facing establishment, a brick and mortar store. You can come in and try it out. And if you like it, you can no. take it home today for a cheap price. Oh, my God. That's right. A you, price it, that fits. <laughs> a price that fits. A small price that fits. Get him in a rhythm, Jimmy. Get him in a rhythm. Wait. Get him in a rhythm. Tie him out. Could be like the sh- we could no we could be like the shoe shine guy. You would have like the sex doll there, and then like once you're done, you could just you know shoe shine clean it all up. <laughs> I, okay, I don't want that job. You can have the job. <laughs> hey, you know what? That, you, that you, if that's your contribution, that, that's great, Jimmy. I, I, I sincerely appreciate that. Thank you so much. It's De- Jimmy and Jimmy Sex Doll Emporium. Yeah. Hey, next episode. It's episode 100. You know episode what that 100. means? What does that mean, Jimmy? We're doing it live! We're doing it live! Fuck it! We're doing it live! Fuck it! We're doing it live. Hey, we're doing it live. Everybody tune in. We want to see you all in the chat. We are going to do episode 100 of Sonic Empowerment Live. Live!